welcome friends and uh, welcome to another edition with business x uh, this is our a series which we started after finishing one big series which we did on how to value your business uh, how to find the right exit uh, and how to really scale your business uh, so we did that series but 30 odd episodes and then we started another series on business excellence and this is actually designed to help a lot of our uh, community which is our we have franchise india has a very large small business or a startup community and i normally bring these series to really reach out to them and give them uh, kind of uh, insights on different topics today's topic is uh, operational excellence i'll talk about that in a while and we'll use this uh, a forum very interactive so you can use the q and a box and continue to ask as many questions you have uh, so today's topic is why it's very interesting because uh, uh, in the current times when this times are going on almost everything is disrupted you know the way we used to do businesses the way our teams used to operate uh, the entire financial structure of organizations the consumer behavior everything is disrupted so really finding sense out of really building your at this stage uh, excellence or your operational excellence at this moment is a very very difficult part and probably this can be an opportunity for a lot of companies to really revisit uh, their organizations and like to see how they can really improve smallest of the processes in this uh, business i've seen the, the very clear uh, you know differentiation of companies which were very well laid and very well structured they were able to really handle this situation much better it's not really about what product you were in but they were able to handle the situation much better i've even seen this uh, great organizations in the hospitality sector which has absolutely been uh, you know uh, out of business but they still able to really innovate really use their workforce to more creative Uh, ways to be engaged. Uh, what's the law of other people who were not so structured? They were just riding the wave, and and as any disruption like this would happen, they would go out of the business. So what are we going to cover in this uh, today's discussion is following. I will talk about what is operational excellence. Uh, we'll talk about that. We'll also talk about how do you set goals in your operational excellence. We'll also talk about how it is very important and how it matters to your business. We'll also talk about you know. various models been used and some of the models i can give some examples uh, then we talk about some kind of implementation strategies which you can use and finally i'll leave with, uh, with the seven golden rules which i would say has to be used when it comes to operational excellence so let's start uh, the operational excellence part of it what is important why it is important for organizations operational excellence is a continuous journey it is a continuous journey it is not something which ends you know it's a part of your your company's culture that you continue to thrive to get better for your consumer better for your employees better for everything you do it is not really one part of this uh, piece it's almost every touching almost every part of your organization and try to seek excellence in every part and this is also sometimes a journey which is uh, which is uh, you know not really getting you results too quickly this is one of the ha things happen a lot of people attempt doing that and they leave it in between because they feel that they they want some very uh, fast returns this is a journey which gives you results over the time when you are seeking operational excellence you need to really give the organization uh, time to really settle down and and get part of your culture and then only the results would come there is a good quote which i read in the morning it's be be committed to the process without being emotionally attached to the result that's very important part you know if you are committed to the process then you will start working on that 
So what is operational excellence? Excellence is defined as a philosophy of the workforce uh, where problem solving, teamwork, and leadership results in a continuous improvement in any organization. The process involves focusing on the customer needs, keeping the eyes on your employees' positivity and empowerment, and also a continuous improvement in every part of your workplace, which means that every smallest piece of your workplace has to see that improvement. And, and there are many, many methods which are being used by different organizations, especially large manufacturing. This started happening when uh, after Second World War, I think if you really see the Japanese companies were the first ones uh, to really use these principles. A lot of these principles actually come from uh, Japanese uh, large organizations like Toyota and a lot of these companies have really put this kind of uh, uh, operational excellence in, in place. And a lot of these global goals are actually used by these global manufacturing giants who really use these principles to bring better efficiencies in their uh, business models and so forth. <clears throat> and uh, some of the models which are very popular is obviously Six Sigma, Lean Management, Kaizen. A lot of these models are very, very important. Like Lean Management would work on two big pillars. You know, one is just-in-time kind of inventory because they believe in, you know, that the inventories in, in businesses or anywhere, like at even retail environments, if you see the retail environments, uh, most of the time, especially in small businesses, when you go out and do that, and if you really do their inventory to churn ratios, and you find a lot of inventories are lying in the stores which have no meaning, you know, so it's a, it's, it shows in your books, uh, but has no meaning, it doesn't churn. And this happens with almost every organization I would work with. Uh, as a consulting company, we would work with different companies and we will go out and see their, their businesses and we find that they are not efficient. They are running on a, a lot of uh, dead inventory, which is sitting in their books, but doing nothing for them. So how do you really work on building what I call just-in-time kind of uh, inventory based and also focusing other part of this would be the quality. So a lot of implementation has to be done between what I call any process which is done in your organization. You need to really see, is it adding value? Uh, anything which can be your stocks, inventory, any kind of process which works in, is it in, uh, adding value? Then it's fine, it should stay there. If it is a uh, waste, which means that it is not doing anything to you, it has to be removed. So the entire organization has to be really seen into what are the areas which doesn't make any sense. You need to remove those areas out of the structure. That's what uh, lean thinking would be. <clears throat> so work on, if you're a manufacturing company, then you have to work on, are you, are you in line with your production cycles? And especially in these days where demand is not very clearly predicted, you know, sometimes the demand would go up and sometimes demand would go down. How do you really align your production capabilities and, and uh, sourcing capabilities, especially people who are just in trading, they sometimes find it even more difficult because uh, they don't know when to order, how much to order and keep them happy. So how do you really do that? Another thing which you need to really focus in, what is the kind of uh, timelines you need to deliver to your customers? What is the waiting cycle and how you continue to improve that? If you look at a company like Amazon, he's constantly working only on the principle that how they can really bring the product faster in a better form to the customer. That's the entire endeavor of the organization is to really do the excellence in their fulfillment. And that's something which is very, very important. And almost every company, you know, the platforms are the same. Everybody has the same product. You can go out and order into different platforms. Why would you trust one platform to another platform? Because purely on efficiency, you know, and how do you really also work on what I call the <clears throat> every single process which has uh, say multiple points to really pass through, how you can really cut down and rework your organizational behavior 
so that you can be much more leaner, much more faster in doing that. Every single part of your organization can be basic supply chain, transportation, everything can have uh, incremental improvement which can happen. Now let's talk about some of the goals which are very important. You know, goals are, are very important when you, how do you set your, your operational excellence goals? One goal which is clearly is your uh, driven from your, you know, it is, it is driven from your financial goal. You know, what, is, what do you really want to really achieve financially in terms of your operational excellence? In terms of uh, better, uh, uh, you know, sourcing, uh, it is very important. Second is how do you really bring more production or uh, efficiency in your, on your production side so that it cost effective. Um, I, I see this in companies which are like, say, food businesses. Where we at Franchise India work with a lot of uh, F&B businesses. And most of the times, the organization is really working towards driving more sales, uh, reaching to more customers, but they have very inefficient uh, business models. And if you, I see the business model, I said, you don't need more customers. You're already doing well. What you need is a better food cost, uh, better efficiencies on that side. And so sometimes you need to really understand, sometimes improving the margin in the business is more important a goal uh, than just going and acquiring uh, new customers. You can also set a lot of goals, which are people-centric goals. You know, how do you really make your people, your team members more productive? How they become more efficient, more aligned to the organization? And how you can really achieve better from the lesser team members? That's very, very important. So you need to really understand what are your larger goals when you start doing your operational excellence. And I will put this into three baskets. I would say one is a more what I call the quality assurance kind of a, a say how we can really build better quality. Second is how do we build what I call internal and external efficiencies. And third, uh, how do we get a better consumer excellence, uh, which means that any kind of a consumer, uh, uh, you know, uh, it can be reached to the customer, better uh, packaging or any other experience which touches the customer, how we can really bring in an incremental change in that. <clears throat> now let's get into one very important, why it is so important, why it is so important for uh, companies to really look at, uh, you know, excellence to be brought in the business, especially operational excellence. Uh, especially if you really look at, uh, this has been talked more on the manufacturing side. A lot of times we really say that this is required in large industrial groups. But actually, if you really see, this is more required today in a service-based businesses. So a lot of service-based businesses need to improve their teamwork, their collaboration. That's very, very important. Uh, especially if you are, you know, a company which has a lot of service uh, points, how do you really collaborate with each other? So that's very, very important. Second, how do you empower your people to take last mile decisions, you know? And that's also very important. These days, uh, you know, you need to empower people to take those decisions on the entire thing. I had worked in a project which was in Dubai <clears throat> about 12 years back, uh, a large club. It was a nightclub, a big nightclub, about 20,000 square feet, probably the biggest in Dubai. And we worked on their uh, operational standardization and a lot of other things we worked on that. So empowerment was given to people standing outside the gate, the security guy who can really refuse somebody he doesn't feel is right for the club and how he would take that decision to do that. It was empowerment was given to people serving at the bar because they they, if you are, say, a lone walk in the club, you were the first one to come in and you saw no crowd and you want to go away. And this bartender knows that I want to retain this customer because he's come for a big evening and he wants to now leave because there's nobody in the club and he might not return because he might go somewhere else. 
uh, he would have empowerment to offer you a free drink so that you are holding on for next 30 minutes or you are obliged to then order another drink because now he's been given you uh, some kind of value. So a lot of these smaller empowerments really made a big difference in where the business was run and operated. So what is the uh, operational excellence models? What are, what are the models uh, which one can really use that? I would say first define where are the four categories you really have to focus on. The four clear categories, which I would say is how do we deploy our strategy? What, what is the uh, so, you know, uh, areas which we need to really work on our strategy deployment? Second, how do we improve our uh, performance management? How performance is uh, managed and measured? That's very important. And uh, how do we bring in high uh, performance teams? Uh, every single process is led by a process leader. And finally, how do we find excellence in every single process of uh, the business? You also have to see that uh, that entire organizations is having uh, some kind of a harmony together in an improvement. It's not that one part could improve. Unless and you connect all the dots, you will not find an improvement. Now, what is the ask we have? One is the ask is of a continuous incremental improvement in every single point of your organization. Say you are running any kind of a process in your company. And if that process is taking a little longer period, how can I reduce that period to build it more efficient, right? If it is giving a certain amount of output, can I improve that output to a negative? So unless and until you create a mindset in your team members to continue to challenge that how they can do better. And most of the times answers will not come from you as a business owner, it will come from your team member who is at the last mile. You know, if you ask him, how can this be done a little more better? Uh, that's important. Second part also is very important is that how do you really create consistency in whatever you do? You know, it's not about doing one thing perfect at one particular time. It is doing the right thing right way every time. That's what is operational excellence. Operational excellence is really about achieving right thing right way every time. That's something which is, is actually about culture and how do you really bring consistency to culture? And then you really have to really deploy a lot of processes, documentation to really continue to remind that we are not behaving or shifting from our perspective. Especially if you're a small business, uh, it is very important at the initial days itself, you start setting up the foundation. Start setting up the foundation because better the foundation you will set, the better in the coming years, it will be doing that. I, I feel that the companies which start, especially early stage startups, ignore it. And they focus too much on the scale. And as they go into certain level, like for example, I give this example all the time, uh, is OYO rooms. If you look at OYO rooms, what was the principle? Uh, from one side, it was aggregating a lot of hotels. But essentially, it was an, which has to deliver a great experience to somebody who uh, comes and stays at OYO. You know, initial days, they were just going out and acquiring a lot of hotels and just not worrying about how they would improve that. A lot of complaints, a lot of mistakes would really happen. And when I met uh, the founder, uh, 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 Ritesh Agarwal, and I, I had a discussion with him, and he said, I want to shift the entire company's focus now on getting into a better customer experience. Then only they would stick to come back to OYO rooms, otherwise not. But now, if you really see, it's a, it's, it was very difficult for him to really execute now in your many countries, you have independent hotels, how do you really bring the change and bringing that change was becoming extremely, extremely difficult. But if he would have actually thought that when he was started, rather than just being aggregating uh, this principle and thought that I'm an 
and a hospitality company the end of the day what matters is a great service uh, to every single person who comes and stays with uh, uh, oyo rooms if that was the element that was the only purpose the organization was chasing then only the results would start coming so you need to really understand that you have to be absolutely clear what is the larger purpose you are you're trying to chase and one of the things which you when you start implementing you need to really be very clear about how you communicate to everyone everyone in your vendors your suppliers everybody i have a fortune to work with one of the large companies these days i'm working with the largest group of the country which is reliance and i see uh, their functional structure uh, every smallest element of their organization today is so well defined they continue to chase that excellence you know how they even using the it's an industrial company it's an industrial company they don't normally work like other consumer companies uh, but they are so conscious about even the usage of the brand and how they it is done even the smallest thing which would come to uh, you know any other any particular desk would has to be scrutinized and seen that it fits into the larger philosophy of the company and that's how these organizations become that large and structured so how do you really clearly communicate uh, that's very very important so uh, let's get into the now the the seven points which i really would work on uh, and this would be my last part of it and i can take some questions if you have uh, how do you really define the seven points uh, which are important when you are seeking operational excellence first every single thing which you do in your organization you need to seek perfection now it's a very difficult it's very tiring but that's something which you need to do right if you're not seeking perfection in everything you're doing uh, you will not reach to the operational excellence goals second embrace uh, logical thinking you know very very important logical thinking has to come in uh, you know i keep repeating this piece which i am a big believer of that that everything is common sense uh, if you put common sense it will bring common practice and change common purpose this is a sequence ask common sense questions everything why are we doing this can we do this better you know these are very important this brings in huge amount of logical thinking in people that they start thinking in the right sense and that brings in common practice and also takes your common purpose unless and until you start from questioning you know everything should come with a why why are we doing this why can't we do this better why can't we reach to a customer even faster why we have to have the customer waiting for 3 days to get this order why can't we get in 2 days or 1 day or whatever that answer is if you continue to question everything which is done in your business you will find the incremental growth focus on process define every smallest thing which is happening in your organization define that process and also can be measured if it cannot be measured it cannot be improved that's very very important the fourth is quality starts from the source not from the last finish this is another very important aspect so at the source you really go out and say uh, how the quality started if you try to do at the when you have finishing the product or delivering the product and you see quality at that level it doesn't work it actually starts from the source fifth point is think systematically everything is a systematic uh, process and how you develop that create consistency of your purpose unless and until you have a consistent thinking of larger purpose which you are driving you know otherwise goals shift in organization you know i i see that if you have our organization uh, say 50 people and all 50 have different kind of goals and if you ask them they would tell different goals which they are chasing in the organization if they are not collectively aligned to a single purpose 
uh, that would not really do that. And I see some of the great startups and early stage companies are very clear about that part of it. And finally, it's all about the value for the customer. If you are also chasing every single moment that what kind of value improvement you can bring into your customers, that would do that. So I'll repeat these seven points. One, seek perfection. Seek perfection in whatever you do. Second, uh, bring in logical thinking. Uh, common sense brings common practice to common purpose. Focus on the process. Uh, third, quality is at always at the source. Uh, fifth is think systematically. Uh, create consistency of purpose. And finally, how do we drive more value for the customer? So this was something which I wanted to share. There are a lot of resources available uh, where you can really go out and read and, and find out, read the lean management theory, read Kaizen, a lot of other processes are there. You can go out and uh, seek that. So if you have any questions, Sonali, for me, then I can take a few minutes for the question also. Thank you so much, Gaurav, sir, for another wonderful and to the point session. We do have quite a few questions lined up with us already. So I'll just take up the first one. The first question says, taking care of operations while everyone in the company is working from home is rather difficult. Do you suggest any parameters or advice as to how to keep check on empl employees while they are working from home? Very good question. And this is something that I'm debating a lot these days. Uh, so what is happening is that uh, the conventional style of working in offices were very instruction based, you know, and uh, you had very clearly supervisors, supervisors and supervisors, which means that every time somebody is being closely monitored and said that you would work. Now, there was another part of uh, uh, organization which were more technology companies where productivity can still be analyzed because they have to be on the coding, so you know how many hours they were on logged in and things of that nature. So if you really look at it, if you take the technology part of out and if you take conventional businesses, which are very supervisional dependent uh, kind of a structures, uh, working from home becomes a hugely challenging situation, right? How do you really get that uh, piece? Because they have not even defined what is the outcome they want from every person and how do you want to measure that? So first and foremost, what I would advise is that before we even start pushing people to get their better productivity from work from home or any place where it used to be done, let's define what I call human throughput. What is the human throughput you would expect them to do that? And then they have to buy into that. There has to be buying into that, that this is a throughput which is expected from me if I put these manners. And then you can go out and give the flexibility to an employee and say, okay, I want 40 hours from you and I want this productivity throughput and I don't care when you start the day and when you end the day, but I need this part, right? So you see that would set accountability and that would start chasing a particular goal. The problem is if you just expect people to be working from home and they would be somebody picking phones. So if I, if I had a, say a, a telecaller, productivity would mean that I need to achieve thousand calls, then that is very clearly defined. And obviously they need to work in a certain hours where they would be able to get people picking up the calls and so on and so forth. So you can measure that part. So the problem is that a lot of times organizations don't have that ability to measure and what are they expecting from that? And it becomes extremely difficult uh, from work to home environments. And I also feel it's also uh, dependent, especially in India, from regions to regions. 
because some regions are anyway very difficult for work from home, like Mumbai. You know, I have seen uh, efficiencies would not come because there are small houses, people are in, in those uh, places where, you know, its environments don't give you that capabilities to really work, especially when you have a junior teams and, and, and uh, things. So some places, there is also a big challenge, you know, sometimes we compare this with Western countries where you have those environments where you can really be productive work from home. In India, sometimes you don't get environments uh, uh, for a lot of our workforce where they can be productive really uh, to do that. So, so I would say set, set some kind of an objectives uh, before you can really start setting accountability. Absolutely, sir. The next question I have is, how can operational efficiency be achieved in service sectors like in education sector? You know, so I, I'm becoming more and more a believer that in service sectors, the operational efficiencies are, uh, excellence is more important, very, very important. In production lines, over the times, it has really been defined and structured so you can understand the downtime, how much downtime you really do that. But when you are in a service sector, understanding a downtime, understanding efficiencies becomes even more difficult, even more difficult. If my factory's machine is not working for five hours, I know my downtime in five hours, right? But when I'm, I'm having an environment where people are working in, in service sectors, how do I measure my downtime, right? So that becomes even more difficult. So implementing uh, uh, tighter pro processes, uh, very clearly understanding and defining collaborative work and every single thing which happens in the organization, if it can be measured and can be put to best practice. So this particular process was to be done in three hours. That's our best practice and continue to measure what you're doing and continue to challenge your teams to achieve the best. And then see incremental improvement that how can we bring three hours to two and a half hours, two hours and so on and so forth. So that would be first try to set what is an ideal benchmark, try to achieve that and then try to see how we can incrementally very small piece continue to challenge and, and improve that part. Sure. Uh, the next question we have is how to deal with operational failure? Operational failure is uh, very normal. You know, this is uh, this would happen to uh, you know when the system is not defined or it's very random or it's uh, left to the the decision of that, that employee of a, a team member to really take that call on decide on that. Uh, that would create uh, operational failures, right? So uh, unless and until it's very well coordinated and very clearly defined. Uh, then only it would work. Otherwise, in a lot of processes, we'll see a lot of operational failures. If you really see organizations uh, like these larger organizations, they don't really create great products. If you really see, I mean, especially I give this example of McDonald's. McDonald's doesn't make the best burger in the world. Actually, they've never tried to do that. Uh, they are always seeking great operational efficiencies, excellence, because whatever they do, they do it very efficiently. That's what their goal is. So they, they don't go out and claim anytime and say, we make the best burger in the world. But they really want to deliver you quick, hygienic, fast, and very efficient. And you look at these companies, even in these times when the when this COVID is going on, the restaurants and that, and you see that they have, they have actually maintained everything, even the hygiene levels. You can trust a KFC or a McDonald's, but you will not trust maybe a, a roadside a restaurant owner who's sitting himself there, he's not able to make even basic hygiene, social distancing and things of that nature. These companies thrive very strongly on their operational excellence. Uh, they, product is fine, product is just one part of it, 
uh, which also would need some kind of improvement they continue to bring it but every single process in their system uh, is very well defined and that's something which i always feel that we don't we, we focus too much on the product or service we are offering we really don't really focus on how it is it is uh, systematically designed and and processes behind that would be a very very important aspect absolutely sir uh, the next question i would like to take up is how to pay attention to details when the business is growing when the business is growing yeah so this is actually very important when your business is on a scale and this is happens a lot of startups they don't really focus on this part they don't focus on this part because business is coming very easy i gave you the example of oyo oyo was a classic example of somebody who's just going and grabbing more and more hotels never had uh, attention to details never had attention to things i mean if you if you have really seen i would have rarely find somebody who would say i love to stay at oyo you know so they they lost the point because the fundamental is uh, where on the other side if you look at companies like uber and uh, ola and likes of them they were really able to achieve that part much better they stood stood very clearly to their purpose so you really have to see uh, sometimes just scaling up and without going into larger purpose why we were scaling up what was the really reason and leaving the focus away from that part would create a some kind of a disaster at a certain level so even companies which are growing they need to continue to uh, focus on putting their operational excellence in place then the foundation would be right rather delay your scale journey delay it for 3 4 months and set those systems and processes then it will be much easier for you to really go and scale right sir uh, the next question i would like to take up is how to achieve operational excellence in the e-commerce sector so operational excellence in e-commerce is 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 has to be given you know because uh, uh, e-commerce is actually a very complex structure because you are procuring from different nodal points uh, bringing to a certain centralized uh, uh, distribution point and then from there you have a consumer interface which is through technology and last mile fulfillment which needs to be done so unless and until you achieve operational excellence in all points and they are collaborative to each other uh, you will not be able to do that for example the demand forecasting to uh, sourcing uh, if it is not itself synchronized you will never be a, a great uh, a player so how do you really go out and even forecast what is going to be next 10 days or 15 days or 30 days and work on that and that's where a lot of things which i told about just in time inventories so a lot of e-commerce companies independent companies have failed because they have either they are run out of place which would spoil the customer customer would come and order in say out of stock so you're not giving the uh, the what experience you want to do that or sometimes you have something which is lying over in stock but you have no demand creation so really speaking i feel that uh, e-commerce or direct to consumer businesses needs even more operational excellence to really go out and achieve that uh the next question uh, is a very good one the question says how do you balance measuring productivity and micromanagement you know so this is a, a delicate balance which one has to do in terms of uh, measuring productivity as i said every function in your organization has a certain amount of uh, human throughput uh, what you need to really do that and and then that needs to be uh first defined uh and and that's where you need to pick up some of the role plays 
you know, every business uh, has some uh, excellent leaders uh, who are best at that. So they become role plays. They they really set the kind of uh, a benchmark, and every other member has to really work towards achieving that benchmark because this is set by somebody who was a process leader and did that process and defined that process. So that's something which is very important. And then on that, the micromanagement can really come in, you know. Uh, and I think there is a new rule to businesses, uh, uh, which has to now come in. We have to give away our supervisional way of uh, looking at organization. You know, so everybody was having six level of hierarchy to supervise the person who was working at the bottom. If everything is very well defined and, and it takes maybe a longer induction cycles, uh, people should be brought to organizations and given two, two, three, four weeks to understand what is expected from them, which I think the larger companies do, but small, mid-sized companies don't do. They want people to come and start performing from next day uh, without even understanding what is expected from them. So their alignment doesn't work. And again, I will leave you with this thought, which is very, very important. And this is something which always stays with me in anything which I do in consulting is this common sense. You know, everything has a common sense. Why are we doing this? What purpose it solves, right? And that really has to be part of the culture of the organization to continue to ask, you know, and, and then, and then because I, in my organization face this all the time, uh, people would say, so this, because over the time in last 20 years, things would have changed and the way people perceive is changed, right? And you still continue to do the same practice, uh, which has no meaning left now, right? So, so sometimes you need to really question why, why are we doing like this? Why are we not using something else? And uh, and that's what, uh, as an organization, we did. When we were we were purely a hardcore physical event company, doing all exhibitions, forums, conferences. A lot of these were part of Franchise India. And when this is not happening, then we have to question what what we can do, how we can continue to engage our customers more than ever we did in in uh, in when we were in physical world. And we have to adapt uh, digital. Uh, piece to it and company was able to transform very quickly but i really saw some people were not able to transform because they were not really able to come in this and i, I still have that issue with a lot of my leaders not really able to set their consultations and things of that nature digitally with people uh, they are not still very comfortable they need to more practice and doing it but some were really able to uh, shift very very fast Right, so, so I would just like to take up the last two questions now. One, uh, the first question is, how do you measure human efficiency whilst motivating them during working from home? We have already touched upon this in a previous question, but anything you would like to add to it? No, I think we've touched upon this in detail. So uh, it's uh, it's defining the the larger, uh, first, what is expected from them. And, and then I think it's much easier to set the expectations uh, from every single member. Right. And the last question is, as a small startup company wherein cash flow is not consistent, how can we practice and achieve operational excellence? Yeah, so as I said, I mean, uh, it's even more important uh, when you have financial uh, disability and things of that nature, uh, because it's, it's a foundational question. Uh, unless and until you have operational excellence in your system, you always continue to have such problems. So. So I would like to question itself itself why the, that problem exists in the business because there is some kind of a, a disconnect. 
or you're not very efficient or something which is which is happening in your business which is creating this problem so rather than just waiting to address the the business to come healthier uh, then address the foundational problem i would say first address the foundational problem and the business would become healthier that's much easier sequence to achieve than the other way around absolutely sir so with this we'll just wrap up our q and a session thank you so much gaurav sir for very patiently answering all the questions like always uh, anything you would like to say in the end so thank you very much thanks for this uh, uh, patience hearing and uh, if anything you require from business x business x is part of our uh, franchise india group which focuses on helping companies to raise capital also to help them to sell the business if they want to don't want to exit the business we work with them on their exit planning and uh, also in early stage growth strategy we work on that uh, franchise india as an organization helps people to get into franchising and take their businesses to new markets and also get them the qualified franchises on board so thank you very much thanks for your time today